welcome and thanks for tuning in to Real People, Real Talk. Relevant conversations that take you from surviving to thriving. This is the podcast that goes there. My name is Paul Calco and I'm your host. Now let's talk. Happy July 1st. This is the halftime of the year. Man, in this episode, we're just going to reflect on what has occurred so far in this year while also offering you some encouragement just to help you make it through these tough times that we are facing. So I am joined today by my lovely bride and queen, Ariel. So we're just going to start this off with um, another review. It says, what a great listen, specifically relationship goals. I was in a bad place, or shall I say my marriage was in a bad place. We both love God, but the enemy was and still is trying to divide. But I thank you so much for this podcast. I definitely learned something. Thank you so much, Rail C, for taking the time out to leave such a thoughtful review. We don't take it lightly. Yeah, this has been, I mean, what a decade. And we're only six months in. I mean, a lot of us, you know, at New Year's and New um, New Year's Day, but New Year's Eve, rather, we all came into this year and this decade with high hopes and dreams and aspirations. And then life just hit us hard. I mean, right there in January, as soon as my wife and I returned from our Christmas vacation, visiting our family in Louisiana, Mississippi, and Tennessee, we thought we would be at war with Iran. Like that's what the news was. Like as soon as the year hit, you had fires in Australia and it was just so much going on. And the biggest one of them all that happened in January, Kobe, man. I mean, I don't think anybody saw it coming. I think uh, the whole world took this hard. I mean, just thinking about Kobe and who he was, just him as a father, him as a basketball player, just him as a person, just, you know, watching him on TV, of course. But, man, Kobe, man, just Kobe. Yeah, to to me, I mean, Kobe Bryant's death was the toughest celebrity death that, you know, I've experienced. Um, a close second would be uh, Michael Jackson. But, man, as some people have been saying on the Internet, things haven't been right since Kobe passed away that black mom and just grew up watching him play. He was such a fierce competitor. He was like the closest thing to Jordan, but he made his own name. And just to keep it honest, man, I just remember just, just like sharing some tears then, man. And I just want you guys know that it's okay that, you know, we're going through this collective drama. Like it's okay not to be okay. And to, to feel what you feel, man. I don't know why, you know, of all the deaths, I don't know why Kobe's death just, just hit me so hard. Mm-hmm. But that was that was just a little snapshot of January, and then February hit. It was pretty chill, as far as I can remember, babe. Yeah, February was pretty chill. I mean, of course, still dealing with Kobe because I'm still not over that. But um, February is pretty chill. We have um, Black History Month. We got Mardi Gras. Yeah, yeah, in New Orleans, and then of course Valentine's Day. But if you're like us, you celebrate Valentine's Day. All the time because I'm a gift. <laughs> Indeed, you are a gift. And then just for us personally, 
we have something called Third Thursday at the church where I work at Champion Forest Baptist Church. And that's a monthly worship service with our college students and young adults. And we just had an amazing time of worship, had some activities afterwards. My family was in town because the same week was my first time speaking at the conference. So February was going good. And then March hit. I mean, you know, with everything on the news and we just worry about things shutting down. And I want to be honest with y'all. We, you know, we allow fear and doubt to creep in. And so, but you want to tell them what we did at the grocery store? Yeah. And this just goes to show like how much the media can control, like as far as what people see, what people hear, and sometimes like how people think because the media controls so much of what gets put out into the world. But I mean, just like everybody else, we went to the grocery store and all the stores really trying to find a tissue. I don't know. I (laughs) I still don't know why everybody needed tissue, (laughs) but it's just, it's funny because tissue was like the first thing to run out, like tissue. And then the hand soaps when they were saying wash your hands but everybody was grabbing tissue but whatever but we went to the grocery stores just like everybody else and we were in there trying to find tissue trying to find hand soap hand sanitizer food everything because we didn't know exactly you know how long we were going to shut down for and what was really going to be open what we were going to be able to do um whenever they shut us down so we just went to the grocery store we went to y'all we went to the grocery stores we went to target walmart walgreens cbs uh h-e-b h-e-b kroger kroger like any store you can think of we were in there we almost went to dollar tree but we ain't go that far we ain't go that far (laughs) but we were in every store trying to find everything it's crazy because the media and the news outlets was telling us, like, as you said, they like to cover our mouth and wash your hands. And some people just like, nah, I'm going to go get some tissue. So that didn't make any sense at all. And really, we just had to surrender that fear to the Lord. Like I looked at our refrigerator and our pantry and it was just, it was just stuff. And I was just convicted. So we we took about three bags of groceries from our pantry and we um, gave it to the church. We have a community center will be our continuing to feed people during times like this. And so I've been in Texas for, man, four years. And so I'm still learning the Texas culture, the Texas pride, and I love it here. And so I remember on that day, man, when the rodeo was canceled, I knew we was in some big trouble. Anytime Texas cancels the rodeo, yeah, we are in big trouble. Then the NBA was canceled, followed by the NCAA and March Madness. Now, luckily that, that night, I forgot the date, but on that Wednesday or Thursday, I remember having one more good hoop session and having hoops since then. Man. Uh, and and um, I really thought that it was everything was going to be like, quote unquote, over and back to normal within a week. And boy, was I wrong. And so babe, I just want to ask you, like, what was your like your first reaction when the government instituted this whole shelter in place type thing? I think, honestly, my first reaction when they um, said that we had to shelter in place was like rebellion. It was like, how are you going to tell me? I got to stay in the house. Like if I want to stay in the house, then I'm going to stay in the house. But you telling me that I got to stay in the house. That's a whole nother level of self-control. But I mean, I, whenever school started shutting down and um, we weren't going back to school and the date that we were supposed to go back, they were just like, no, no. So 
at that point, I kind of was like, well, I guess I need to kind of pay attention because I think a lot of times we can see something in the media and be like, oh, well, that's a hoax or, oh, like a lot. I've been seeing a lot of people say like, oh, it's election year. So all this we should have known all this stuff is going to come up. So um, you can hear that. But then like knowing people who personally had COVID Mm. in my family and, you know, just thinking like, man, like if something happened to them, like I didn't, you know, like it would be super, super sad. Like I wouldn't even, I don't even have words to like describe how I would feel if like those specific people would have like passed or something. So when that happened, I think that's when it like got super real. And then I, and I was like, well, I guess we need to make sure we are in the house. We are wearing our mask. We are using hand sanitizer and all the other different type of stuff and not just kind of throwing it to the side. Most definitely, man. Whether you're out there and you believe it's the whole conspiracy theory, theory, but what if you're wrong, man? So I would just say, I mean, exercise wisdom and caution and take care of yourself and look out for those um, beyond just, just yourself. So that was like March and then April hit. And for me, just as a pastor and growing up in the church, it was really hard for me um, just not being in church on Easter. Like what Super Bowl is to football, that's what Easter is to the church. And not being in church worshiping with people on Easter was kind of tough. And so uh, they haven't asked you this, but I'm actually just publicly. How was it? How has it been for you just not being in the worship um, like with the people and just watching it and experiencing it online? How's that been for you? Um, it's definitely been a challenge because when you worship together in a group, when two or 200, that's not the scripture, it says two or three gathered together, but when two or 200 or two or 10 or two or five are gathered together and you're all worshiping, you know, the same God in the same place, it's a totally different feel. And I'm not saying that, you know, God hasn't showed up here in the house, but, you know, it's definitely a a totally different feel of being in worship with other believers and, you know, just looking around and seeing hands raised and just hearing the music live and, you know, feeling the drums deep down in your soul. So it's, it's, it's definitely been a challenge and I really, 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 miss worshiping in the church especially going to um lighthouse church with pastor keon henderson oh i miss it <laughs> yeah but i i totally agree i can't wait till the church is back gathered in person um to worship um together and also in april um as an avid basketball fan i really enjoyed the michael jordan um, documentary um the the last dance and I just want to encourage you to go and listen to episode two and three. Uh, my brother in Christ, Herb, we got on there. We dropped two episodes, talk about life lessons from the last dance. So we just combined it like basketball and life and scripture and things of that sort. So that'll be a good listen for you. And then May and June hit. And everything was turned to a whole nother level. Um, I think the death of George Floyd happening was kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back when it comes down to police brutality and the things that are going down in, you know, America 
right now that's going down across the country. And, you know, I just think people are, you know, fed up. Like we've been protesting and, you know, we felt like we weren't heard. And then George Floyd happened after um, Ahmaud Arbery. And after that, and I think people were just kind of like, you know, they're people like we have to be heard one way or another, whether we're going to be silently protesting or we're going to be out in the streets with our mask on protesting to let y'all know this is not right. And I feel like, you know, the community and I wouldn't even just say the black community, but just like the community of like people like black, white, Asian, Latino, like everybody is just kind of like, this isn't right. We need to fix this. And it's not saying that because we're saying Black Lives Matter or because we're saying these cops need to be arrested. We're not saying that every single cop in America is bad cops. Like we know that every single cop in America isn't bad. And we know that there are cops out there that do the right thing day in, day out, that they come to work and they try to protect and serve every single day that they wake up. But we also know that there are cops out there that aren't so good and some cops that may not like me because of the color of my skin. And it's just so hard to try to wake up every single day and go out and make sure I'm doing the right things and then still feel as if something could happen. So I just think George Floyd was the straw that broke the camel's back and it kind of upset everybody. And so now everybody wants to see a change. And while we're at it, arrest the cops that killed Breonna Taylor. And I'm off that. And most definitely, this has really, really been a rough ride uh, this year. And let me just provide some clarity. Friends, like the fight against racism is not the fight against white people. The fight against racism is the fight against racism. Okay. And also we got to get rid of this, this whole false choice the the fight against police brutality. That's not a fight against law enforcement. All right. We're just asking that all parties be held accountable. And I hope that we continue to have the necessary conversation so we can find solutions. And let me just say this. I love everybody. I love black people. I love white people. I love Asian people. I love Latino people. I love cops. I love preachers, pastors. I love everybody. And, you know, I feel like I'm going to show Jesus's love to everybody in, you know, a great grand way because the only way we're going to win this fight is by choosing love and you know we can't win this fight by choosing by choosing to hate you know that's if I can say this that's what got us in this fight it was hate and so we're only going to um, win this fight by choosing love I'm I'm so grateful for those words that you shared because we want to be clear here as believers we want to encourage you to choose love. Like I've had conversations with with people who don't look like me this week and um, of a different 
race and police officers and continuing to have the conversations. We just want accountability. We want justice. but We also want peace and unity. We just want to give you a quick snapshot and review of what this year has been for us. But we, we want to conclude with just some encouragement and quick question, um, Bay, just to spread some positivity. What it's been like just the highlight of your quarantine? Most definitely the highlight of my quarantine is that I've been able to um, FaceTime with my family more. And a lot of us uh, live in different states and different cities. And so even if I have family that lives in Louisiana, most of them live in different cities of Louisiana. So they don't see each other every single day. And so just being able to see them, see my nephew call me on Google Duo and see my nieces over FaceTime and my mom and my brother and everybody. And even my grandma, like my brother went to my grandma's house and I got to see my grandma over FaceTime. And, you know, it's just very encouraging to be able to see them even when we couldn't get out of the house. So it was super, super cool. Most definitely. And just a follow up question, like what what encouragement will you give to the people out there that's um, that's in quarantine? Then especially for those states uh, like Texas, included in Florida, that our numbers have um, risen at the time of this recording. So it's kind of like, all right, go back in the house and we're back on punishment. So what encouragement would you give the people? I would say to stay positive and to just continue to. Um, Find stuff that makes you happy. I feel like being in the house, we can think of all the negative things that's going on around us and we can think of all the negative things that, you know, we've gone through and just sitting in the house and not having anything to do. People can like use your mind and kind of trick you and try to make you think things that aren't true. And it's easier when, you know, you're just sitting around doing nothing. But if you're doing something that you like, you love, if you are um, being uh, positive, being proactive in things, you know, um, you will be able to have more positivity in your life. Yeah, man, let's just stay united, whether you're black or white, Latina, Asian, etc. Whether you're police or a pastor or a nurse, let's get through this together. All right. This is the halftime. And we have now entered into the third quarter of the year with it being July. Allow me to be your churchy coach just for a quick minute, um, which is just another word for pastor or really your practical pastor. I want to encourage you that this can still be your year. God can cause you to be successful even while social distancing. Like God can cause you to conquer even while you're in quarantine, like conquer both your dreams and your fears. God is so good and so powerful, so sovereign. He can cause you to prosper in the pandemic. I remind of a man by the name of Joseph, and you can find his story in the book of Genesis. That's the first book of the Bible. God calls Joseph to prosper during a famine. There was a famine in the land, but Joseph never missed a meal. And his life was better during the famine than it was before. So friends, keep the faith and don't stop believing. In the Bible, in our New Testament, Jesus is talking to one of his disciples by the name of Peter. And he says to him, you know, Peter, Satan has desire to, to sift you like wheat. But I pray for you that your faith fail you not. And friends, that's my prayer for you, that your faith fail you not and that you'll keep hope alive. And let's get through this together. I want to leave you with a quick to do list. All right. So, number one, I want you to do something today. Do something today 
that brings you joy. For me, the thing that brought me joy today was doing this podcast with my wife. It's been so cool with us just creating and producing together. And it's been a bonding moment. So number one, do something that will bring you joy. Number two, I want you to take some time and just reflect on the year. Just think through how you want the rest of the year to look. Uh, make some goals, reach those goals, and then clap for yourself. And the third thing will be to, to rest. And I'm not talking about a nap. I'm not talking about eight hours of sleep, but I'm talking about resting in God, knowing that he has the whole world in his hands. God can give you a peace that surpasses all understanding that even when you can't figure it out, you can be at peace because God is working it out behind the scenes. So thank you so much for tuning in today. You didn't have to. You didn't even have to um, listen long enough to get to this point, but you did. So let me give you a clap. Thank you. Yes, clap it up. And if this show has added value to your life, I just ask you for one thing. Um, consider leaving a review and a rating um, if you listen to this in Apple Podcasts. And if you don't listen to it in Apple Podcasts, it's cool. I have something for you, too. If you could just share this episode with your friends. And, babe, let's give a shout-out to your brother and my brother, my brother-in-law. Let's shout him out. I want to give a great big shout-out to my big brother, my kick sick. Uh, follow him on Instagram. Follow him on Facebook. Follow him on YouTube. Subscribe to his channel. Like his stuff. When I tell you, he going to give you all the updates on the new shoes and it's going to be shoes that you didn't even think you wanted because I'm not a big kick person, but just following him on Instagram and on YouTube. Like I want to start buying me some Jordan ones. I didn't even know what Jordan ones was before this until my kick six came out. So follow my bro. Let me spell it out for you. We going to put it in the show notes. We're going to put the link in the show notes, but follow him. My kick sick, M Y K I K underscore S I K. My kick sick. All right. It's kick squad up in here, baby. Most definitely. Shout out to his wife, too, Doris, man. You're behind the scenes making everything, everything work. And one more shout out. Shout out to you, to Woo. the listeners. Man, no, nobody prepared you for this. Nobody prepared you to parent in the pandemic. Nobody prepared you to to pastor in the pandemic or to do social work and counseling um, in, in this pandemic, man. Whether you're a teacher or a police officer or a stay-at-home mom or whatever you are, nobody prepared you for this. So shout out to you for doing for continuing to, to live life and doing all these things while in quarantine and sheltering at home. So I salute you and we will see you next week. And we out. Oh.